0: This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. Welcome to The Playbook. I'm David Meltzer here at The Win in the Blue Wire Studios, I believe to be the best studios ever created. And it's time for the Three Amigos uh, edition of The Playbook. I tried to find two people that I felt were actually even funnier than me. And out of the millions of people that I found, (laughs) I settled on you two. Uh, And because your humor is part of your personality, it's actually, it's not forced. It's an essence. And we had a conversation last night, Dane Cook and I, that it was quite apparent to everyone that just inherently in his nature, he's clever, quick, creative, and funny. And I thought, who would be a great pair to the two amigos than the guy who may not even know he's funny when he's funny, which makes it really funny? He's also one of the toughest people in history. Be funny and not know it today. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That's, what, that's what <laughs> you up for.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, but, I but haven't you, known it yet, so.
0: Could you imagine getting your ass kicked by Forrest Griffin, right? Like in, in UFC, and you're getting your ass kicked, and that's the face that's smiling <laughs> at you as you're like <laughs> coming back to got, consciousness.
2: It's got to hurt your feelings. Like, that goofy dude? Like exactly.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> so getting like, your ass kicked is bad enough, but right. by somebody so pleasant, you're yeah, right? Yeah, that's... that's right? A pleasant like, ass whipping. It's like
2: when uh, GSP, you know, the French Canadian, would beat you up, and he'd be like, you, "You, you are very nice. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for fighting me." Like, well, for
0: fighting shut me. up! Shut up! I don't want to be your friend right now. Leave me alone. Well, it sucks <laughs> about that guy too. Is he's so goddamn good looking? Oh yeah, right. It's like, how can this guy that's this good looking? Okay. I think so. Maybe all it's right. that, that I mean, side it of me. Be, hey, you don't all, know yet. We all
2: got a different, you know. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all have different tastes. Anyway. Within the context of, of what we do. i looking. Does your wife think he is? though? Is the, what I'm interested in is how does my wife think I'm good looking? Ah. <laughs> or does she still think I'm so good she looking? She
2: probably thinks he's hideous. She's got <laughs> right? a different, different wavelength. <laughs> just like that ugly guy. <laughs>
0: you find the fucked up girl. <laughs> my, my dad's like, really son, you got to find something special. Uh, make sure she's deaf and blind. That'll work for you. <laughs> uh, but to my point, uh, I want to ask you guys: uh, How important do you think humor is? I mean, there's so much seriousness today, and you guys are so good at teaching lessons and utilizing humor in your stories. And with, I believe, honestly, and two, two of my friends, when I say the three amigos, your wisdom is why I love being around you. Yes, you're both super famous, and but I been around famous for a long time and most of them are assholes and i don't like to be around famous assholes That's i good. like to be around good. people that teach me something
2: you hear that dame the the f- facade is still holding yeah. he
0: has
1: no idea what we're really
0: you talking do. about yourself here is this confession but
1: <laughs> uh, i'm projected
2: i think it's uh, I i've
1: ask for a therapist let's we'll, we'll start, I start sweating <laughs> for no reason
0: let's we'll, we'll, we'll start with the professional funny guy but you know today humor is difficult like we were saying earlier. No, it is not. Oh, good. Talk to me. It, well,
1: it's people want to make it difficult. Uh, you know, there's, there's too much um, emphasis on what somebody uh, said versus the 50 other things that they've put into the zeitgeist that are hilarious and uplifting. But if one person gets a hair across it, then suddenly they have to go on some kind of protest. And seemingly that's bad for stand-up comedy. I'm in the trenches. I'm out there. I'm working at clubs before I'm on a big tour. Trust me, it's still the speakeasy of, oh my goodness, what am I gonna hear? What's gonna happen tonight? Um, so it it hasn't infected the uh, you know, internals of stand-up, but on a, you know, more of a mass level, yes, stand-up is under attack.
0: Yeah, publicly.
1: You know? Yeah. I, or at least at colleges, people are afraid to speak there, right? Well, colleges because they still don't really even know truly what their opinion is on certain you know things so that that's where you get into that um, unfortunate circumstance where you're suddenly surrounded by a group of people that's not quite sure if they should be upset at the topic and that's definitely not good for stand up no, they're like
2: wait yep. she's upset i'm upset too i'm upset. they <laughs> right. i think we're supposed to be we, yeah, do, are we upset
1: okay. right yeah it's a weird kind of uh it, it that's a group weird, thing, tougher climbing. Yeah, yeah exactly the mass mentality on that stuff but stand up i think especially right now if you look at some of the guys the you know the Shane Gillis the Andrew Schultz, the Tom Segura, we can keep going. That kind of, I don't know how you want to label, I hate labeling, in your face, yeah. crude. I think it's smart and edgy. It's like, that is just as pertinent today as it's ever been.
0: Oh well, well, Richard Pryor will definitely be happy rolling in his grave, knowing that it's still alive, what I enjoyed when I was a kid. Right. Forrest, we both have worked in sports, as you, uh, an athlete and an executive, me, just an executive for obvious reasons. Um, but you know, humor, uh, could be considered more dangerous than in stand-up, where people have an expectation that what am I here for? What am I going to hear? People are hypersensitive in sports and you can lose your job by saying, or being even taken out of context. For sure. But there, I mean, there's still
2: like, you know, if you think about it, sport is still sport and there's still a lot of, uh, joking and jocularity. People still make fun of each other, you know, it's yeah. still that humor. And, you know, if, if there's a line, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, you look at, I mean, look at some of the guys today. They're hilarious. Like Sean Strickland, he's my freaking spirit animal. Like, yeah. The stuff he says is just so like off the wall. And, you know, you look at all the guys. I think, I don't know. I think like the UFC, because of their, their athlete, their their clientele, and just the personalities, that they they say the craziest things. And sometimes it gets dark. Like, yeah. ooh, gosh, that's not funny at all. Especially with horror, the women fighters.
0: It gets scary yeah. and dark.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, it's it's a, it's a freedom that allows you to kind of develop whatever personality you want. For me, though, I just, I keep it pretty PG-13 because, you know, not to sound weird, but that's my brand. Yeah. That's what I'm known for. That's what I have. Like, I'm, I, you know, i give you a story. I go to the park, and this, for years, I would go to the park. People that I don't know, that just knew me because of, like, TV and stuff, would leave their kids with me at a park. Strangers. <laughs> Like the kids would help me back in like 30 minutes. I got rid of the store. I'm like, you don't actually know me. What, <laughs> what kind of period? But just like that's, and then I realized, well, that's the image I'm putting out there. And it's, maybe I could even live up to that image. Who knows?
0: I didn't lose those children, by the way, though. Those children, <laughs> they
2: made it home to their parents. And
0: to that measure of this amplified brand that, you know, no matter who you are, you, I think you should be building your brand. But obviously as more public figures... We are intentional about the brand and it's amplified. Um, how much about being yourself is important when you know that you could speak to a bigger audience if you said this or didn't say this?
1: Well, I it, I think everything, believe it or not, is about more of a niche market. And if your niche market happens to take you to the mainstream where your niche is now millions of people, it, sh- it should still like be a niche market.
0: He he wishes it was mainstream when he started, (laughs) right? Yeah, for the mere money, right? It's exact example. It's a great example. It was like
1: back in the day, you know, watching early fights, and back when I was playing Quake Three Arena with Joe Rogan when he was just starting out and kind of like sort of dipping his toe from stand up into into that world of um, commentary. But I I I think that uh, I mean keeping it sort of within the world of of humor. What you learn with the the outrageous things that you say is truly who's interested and gets it. Yeah. and So it kind of weeds out the people that don't want to be in the room. And for my brand and business, that's great. That means I can be R, PG-13. I can do an animated film. I have different, you know, uh, pockets of fandom because I put my truth into whatever it is, you know, from the R-rated stand-up comedy routine or whatever other level of industry that I'm interested in, you know, sharing my perspective in. But I do think that, um, in order to, to feel like you're in the right room, uh, how you receive other people's humor and certainly how you participate is a major factor in moving things along and, you know, creating that kind of like uh, great energy that you want to grow with a group of people that you're with. Comedy is such a adhesive.
0: And for us, your brand is G if not maybe PG at times. And well, I'll go
2: full PG-13. you am going
0: ET over here. I'll do it. But it's the antithesis <laughs> of what your sport projects, right? It's edgy, it's sharp, it's dangerous, it's dark.
2: So I like being a, a little bit of a contradiction to that. Like, pull it back. You know, it's like, all right, we can go that far, but, you know, I don't know. I, I I was actually really impressed with what you said last night about, like, kind of that that when you fake it, you can't fake it till you make it. Like, you fake it, and then you make it. And then, oh, shit, everybody realizes that's not really you. I don't have a follow-up to that. (laughs) That wasn't me at all. Whereas you were like, this is me. And, you know, you might have run into three or four doors that were closed because they weren't into Dan Cook. But when you found the audience that was, oh, you know, oh, that's me. That's the real me. And people loved it. Right. So it's it's about finding your audience.
1: To have established, when I established myself with that first, you know, kind of first major audience that we're attending, it was, it gave me the opportunity within a very difficult industry that does like to pigeonhole and kind of want you for the one thing that they know you do. They're not looking to expand your territory. They're going, you made money there, stay there, do that, do that, do that, do that, do that. You're trying to change. We don't care about you. You." And so when I broke through, I was, I was so um, blessed to, to then go, Now, whatever I do with my niche, which happened to be larger than what we think of niche, which is small, but my niche audience took me to places I never thought I could go because then I only needed to continue to do what I thought was funny. And I didn't have to do it. Somebody else, the Johnny Bravo jacket. Remember the old Brady Bunch episode? Greg puts on the Johnny Bravo jacket. He's Johnny Bravo. And then everybody's like, we want another song from Greg is Johnny Bravo. I remember seeing that as a kid and being like mortified, like, that's not Greg. Greg hates himself. Like this is the Brady Bunch. I want to see Greg be Greg. And it probably put it in my head early where it's like, don't be false. False, man, that's got to be a long, lonely road yeah. when you're you know not being who exactly who you want to be with people.
0: And it's one thing knowing that ourselves and we get older, we have to help younger people when we see that whole dilemma of sometimes at the park, at the park, um, how, <laughs> how best do you think? Because people do have resistance to the truth. And I had a period of my life, what I call the basement of the basement, where I was sitting on the bed thinking, I hate my wife, I hate my mom, I hate my dad, and I hate my best friend because they're the only four people who stole- to tell me I was faking it. Yeah, right? Yeah. That they're like, "Hey, we love who Dave Meltzer is, but you are for the." You really just hated yourself, <laughs> exactly. And that's the line I said to myself. I did. And so on my journey, I'm trying to utilize the platform in. The mistakes that i've made i call the dummy tax to help younger people not make the same or pay that dummy tax um how have both of you been so successful because you deal with young fighters a lot you deal with a lot of young people yeah so i have my picture
2: all over the wall and then they're like, oh, there's uh, the guy's got a, he's like a- the
0: One a, of me and you or like yeah, somebody famous?
2: Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like me and like my pin my ultimate moments. And then they're like, gosh, listen to that guy. That's that's my secret. Like I'll be giving a tour and then we'll pass like a strategically paced picture of me where I look really good. <laughs> and people are like really start to tune in. Oh, you're on the wall. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I was teaching, I was working with these kids in China. No idea who I am. They saw like, oh, he's, he's, a, you know, they they saw me in this like little, you know, Hall of Fame wall. And then they were like, they really oh, listened. Yeah, right. <laughs> Even
0: though it's they the didn't same, know English, the they listened. The message didn't
2: change. But like when I showed them a technique, they were like, I should listen to that guy. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, this is great. <laughs> this is great.
1: So that's what just pictures yourself.
0: Incredibility. How about you, Dane? Um,
1: yeah, it's kind of, you know, I, I mentor a lot of, uh, especially in comedy. You know, I've had the good fortune now of like, sharing space with a lot of comics that grew up, you know, watching me in some way or another. And, and, and now I, you know, I'll bring them up to the house and sit down and my whole goal is to try to help you protect your integrity. I'm not, I, I won't, I don't know what's funny to you. I, I'm not here to say you should do this or whatever. I have no interest in any of that. I'm not judgmental in that way. Uh, but where I am hell bent on helping people is, uh, I've been through my own, uh, uh, topsy-turvy moments in in finance, uh, bad deals, you know, being naive and getting used in certain circumstances. And I, I'm I'm there to sit and go, listen. If it comes to paperwork or like somebody wants you to sign something that you want, or you're taking a gig and you feel like cruddy about it, like I, I could be a soundboard because I get it. I've been through all that kind of stuff. I-, I think that it's really about enhancing somebody who's trying to figure out where they are in the world. What do they want to share? They know they want to share something or else they wouldn't be signing up for the occupation in the first place. So they've got the the gut instinct. And then I think it's uh, important for somebody like myself or somebody like us to be able to say, somebody believes in you like you believe in you because I too sat in the basement or with blood, you know, coming down my face after getting, you know, knocked about or with me in front of literally two people in a gig one time in, in New Hampshire, middle of winter, two people showed up to see me. One laughed. <laughs> I could actually see. I'm like, that guy's laughing. The other guy wants to get out of here, um, and, and and then being able to uh, embrace somebody to say, like, go for exactly what you want to go for that you believe uh, makes up, you know, the person that you are, the individual. And only you knew that. Only you know that. None of us could tell somebody that. The experience is like get them talking, and it's almost like self therapy turns into self actualizing. And next thing you know, that person is moving towards what I think they should be, you know, learning the next lesson at that, uh, turnstile.
2: something I've seen a lot of successful people that that you've introduced me to, you know, they make it to a certain level of stardom and fame and, you know, financial success, whatever. And they're like, okay, this is cool. This is awesome. And then they do, I think if you're like a decent person, then you start to try to give back. Like, how can I help the next generation? Like, instead of being so egotistical, I have to hang on to this. I have to. Like I have to steal that guy's good idea or something. They're like no, let me let me let me help along the next wave, and you know let me be a positive influence on that. Yeah, which I think that's kind of what I'm trying to do as well. Because like these kids today are more talented than I ever was. They have all these advantages, and I can be bitter about it and say, well, if I would had this and that, the other, I could have been better. Or I can yep. say, hey, let's still make you the best version of you. And then, um, you know, maybe they make a speech one day and they mention me.
1: Maybe that's, <laughs> it, it, that's funny because it does. It, you have to also be willing to go, everything I'm saying, I don't know what's going to make the dent, yeah. hopefully several things. Um, but it takes a lot of years to even be able to have somebody go, I realize the result of where I am. You shared something with me one day. So you're not really ever going to get anything in real time other than um, the self-appreciation that I'm just trying to do good. I try to do good work, and I'm trying to help somebody else do good work.
0: And you guys do. I I have a mentor, and he's high 80s now, but Dennis Waitley, he's a famous sales author and teacher. And he said to me when I was in my 20s, and resistant to the lessons that he was trying to teach me about sales, because I knew everything in sales in 25, because I was a millionaire and could sell in my mind. He said, Dave, just remember, I'm just planting seeds. Hmm. And he put his hand on my shoulder under a tree I may never sit under. And when I watch both of you, you're planting seeds under trees that you may never sit under. And why I love having you in our community is no matter how famous you are, how smart you are, how rich you are as you find, it's just a group of people that want to help each other. Just indicated only to him. I got lunch today, (laughs) (laughs) Dave. he's hopeful. (laughs) But it's a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. And the minute you come into... Our neighborhood, the conversation, it's always the thing I love hearing, you know, Forrest when the first, he's like, dude, I just like being here. I'm not used to being around people that are just looking to say, would it help you if, or do you know someone that could help me? And those are the two phrases I look for. And so many people were in conversations with both of you last night as well, saying exactly that. Hey, would it help you if, Dane, I did this, or do you know anyone that could help me? And the answer is always, absolutely. If I can, I'll do my best. And You guys always can, and you do your best. And I just want to tell you how appreciative I am of your time and what you do for our community. And look forward to doing many, many more things with you guys. Anything I can do will be of service. All you got to do is ask here on The Playbook at the win with Dane Cook and Forrest Griffin, my champions, the three amigos edition of The Playbook.